The following is a production by Cutting to the Chase Podcast. Earlier today, Sam Ravage, who covers college baseball for ESPN, came on to talk about the deciding game three of the College World Series between Mississippi State and Vanderbilt. Awesome to get his thoughts and find out who he has winning it all tonight. Yeah, Sam, so thanks for uh, hopping back on. I know we talked. If you could, I don't know if you remember, but uh, I remember talking to you a few years ago in 2018 when you were the Flying Squirrels broadcaster and... Uh, that's it was really cool to talk to you back then and now I mean lots of ha- lots of things have happened since then but bigger and better right yeah certainly bigger uh I you know obviously it's it's great to to be at ESPN and I'm loving it but you know my, my time with the flying squirrels is um something I'll, I'll never forget I mean I met some of the people that I'll talk to for a long long time so I know that was a lot of fun but uh yeah it's certainly uh it certainly has been a, a quite a journey and um you know and we'll continue on it yeah, definitely. I was an intern there too, so definitely good experience. And I mean, obviously, you knew Parney and all those guys, so I know that was cool for you too. But awesome to talk to you about the College World Series. The final will be tonight between Vanderbilt and Mississippi State. But before that, you were actually covering the Ruston Regional earlier in June, and you saw NC State up close. And you know, of course, that's a team that we saw their season end due to COVID, but they had a really great run throughout this entire tournament what was it like well I guess I'll go back even further what's it like in general we're kind of back to normal this year you got to cover these games what's it been like for you in 2021 so far well uh, you know it's it's back to normal in the sense that we're we're calling games again and we're broadcasting games and we have live sporting events but you know it's been anything but normal for broadcasters who are calling games from home now you know it's been an adjustment period there trying to call a game off of a, a couple of monitors in front of you is not easy i think baseball is one of the toughest because you have so many different camera angles and sometimes as a play-by-play broadcaster it's tough a little bit to judge the, the ball off the bat but you know it's something that you, you get used to and uh, adjust, uh, adjust and adapt to so once you kind of got the rhythm of it and you learned where to look when to look there uh, it got a lot easier, but, um, overall, obviously we're, we're just thankful to have sports back again. Right. I mean, that's, that's something we, um, you know, I think a lot of us took for granted at, at some point or another, and then to get it all back, um, it made you realize how much and, and how important it is to, uh, each and every one of our lives. So, uh, it, it's great to have that back. And then, you know, calling the, the Ruston regional was great calling the, um, you know, all of the, the college baseball that we had this year, was awesome. Um, COVID obviously played a, a part in, in that in a lot of teams, um, seasons this year, some handled it better than others, but, uh, you know, all in all, we have a college world series final tonight and that's all you can ask for. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, talking about covering the games, like whether it's from a home or a studio or something like that, like I was talking to Adam, Amin about this earlier in the year and he said the same thing, obviously that adjustment, it's not easy. Obviously you want to be at the stadium, for me as a fan or a viewer, I don't even think about it. Or these days I, I am thinking about it, but at the same time, it's like, I don't notice the difference. I know it can't be easy. It's gotta be a challenge. 
but it feels flawless on my end just from listening. So it's like, and these days I'm like, I don't even know. I think some broadcasters <laughs> are starting to travel. Yeah. I'm like, I'm curious. Are they traveling? Are they at the, you know? So it's like, I guess it's cool to know that you can kind of do it from anywhere, but obviously it's better being in person. As you mentioned, the challenges trying to watch it on streets. I can't even imagine trying to do a game off a monitor. Uh, yeah, well, first off, it's great to know that it sounds like we're there because, uh, that means we're, yeah. well, we're doing something right. And our entire crew is doing something right. Um, right. you know, if, if, if there's no noticeable difference there, so that's great to hear, but yeah, I get it. You know, it's, it's just, it was an adjustment, I think for a lot of people, uh, myself included, and not only us on, on camera, but also everyone off camera. Like, how do you communicate with everyone as a producer? Graphics are different. When to put stuff up on the screen. Um, you know, it's obviously just a lot easier having everyone on one site, but at the same time, we've adopted, we've, everyone at ESPN has adapted and adjusted and made the necessary changes and obviously tweaked some stuff. And it's, it's worked well so far. Going back to the rusted regional, yeah. um, like I was saying, you saw NC state up close of all those teams between Alabama playing NC state Ryder playing Louisiana tech. What was it like? seeing those teams up close uh, and then of course NC State went on this run did you kind of wonder back then if they had that in them or did you think yeah this team could win it all I mean I guess anybody could have won it all but you know what I'm saying it's like you may not have necessarily saw that in them maybe yeah well uh, you know that regional had a lot of storylines interwoven within it one you had NC State um, coming off of what was um a really tough loss uh, to, in the ACC championship game to Duke. But at the same time, we knew they were one of the hottest teams in baseball. Alabama on the other side kind of squeaked by, and a lot of people were not very happy that Alabama was in the NCAA tournament. There was one of the, they were one of the last four in. Um, you know, they won a game in, in uh, the SEC tournament and uh, kind of made some noise there. But, you know, Louisiana Tech, we told the story there where, you know, they were hosting a regional for the first time. They were a very experienced program. They had a lot of five-year players on their team and their stadium was ravaged by a tornado. Um, I want to say maybe a year ago, uh, you know, over a year ago, and they had to rebuild the entire thing. Um, so that was not easy. And then obviously getting to host for the first time, the place was packed. It was a great environment. I would say probably after the first game, we realized Roddy Jones and I were doing that regional realized that NC state was probably the best team in that regional. Um, despite the fact that, you know, they were the two seed, but we kind of had an idea. They were, they were really good. The question mark for NC state was just their depth pitching wise. They only really used about five pitchers. And as you well know, once you get to the college world series, you're going to need, you're going to need a couple pitchers, um, probably more than five, but we knew they could cause some problems and they did that um, against Arkansas. And I, I think Arkansas may have thought they were getting a different NC state team than what they got. I don't know. I don't know if I would say I was surprised. I knew Arkansas was, you know, coming in, I would say highly regarded. They were the one seed, right? So it was like, I figured they might win. They might get around. Cause I I'm used to with the ACC. I'm used to now. I can't say that I follow college baseball as much as say the major leagues or whatever, but I know with college baseball, I typically kind of uh, keep my eye on UVA out here yep. in Virginia area. So I know Virginia from the ACC, but I've been follow. I was you know following the tournament a little bit, and I was kind of 
hoping to see what maybe the ACC in general in general could do with a team like NC State. So I thought, wow, they pulled off that upset over Ar- or I guess what could be considered an upset over Arkansas. And I was like, wow, that's pretty big. And you know, I was, I was also going to say I um I was watching a video of that Arkansas uh, NC State game and just the atmosphere. You know, like imagine like college football, for instance, or college basketball, and it's like really cool to see that college baseball. Seeing that 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 raucous atmosphere or that in excitement, enthusiasm is really cool because I think, I mean, I don't know, but I feel like a lot of people think college basketball, college football, and may not even realize the gems that are actually in college baseball, I feel like sometimes. No question. College baseball is a sport that is growing. College softball is incredibly an incredibly fun sport to watch, and I think finally people are realizing that as well. So you got a couple of really good spring sports that are fun to watch, and uh, it's it's really awesome that ESPN covers them um, to the extent that they do, um, because again, they are really fun. And like you said, you know, there's no college football or college basketball, so all of these fans uh, got to find somewhere to go. And uh, you know, I think that they've they've certainly found an outlet in in uh, the college softball and in all college baseball arenas. Um, it's been a lot of fun to cover. I know you were mentioning some of it in the in the regional that you were covering, but in general, throughout the season, teams that you've seen covered players, what surprises come to mind in terms of you know what you've been able to see, uh, or maybe people that have maybe players that maybe have gotten on your radar, whether for this season and going forward, or even maybe potential draftees going into the into uh, the next level. I did the UVA Wake Forest series. I think it was the second to last regular season series of the year. And we saw Andrew Abbott throw, I think they threw a combined no hitter that Friday night. And then we had the Saturday Sunday game on a, on the ACC network. Wake Forest was a team that probably should have been a lot better this year. They were, they were ranked, I think in the top 20 preseason this year, but at that, at that point in time, UVA, there, there was a lot of question marks as to whether or not they were actually a tournament team. And doing those two games, both of which were actually walk-off games for UVA, they won. I think at that point in time, I realized that this is a team that kind of reminded me of some of that 2015 team in some ways. And the fact that they didn't start out the year all that well, um, they had some injuries along the way. And then for, I don't know what, what comes about, but for whatever reason, the end of the season, UVA can kind of turn things around and they were starting to do that then. And, uh, I thought that they could be a tournament team plus a super regional. I was not sure they would make it to the college world series. I think they surprised a lot of people about that, but, um, you know, they, they did to their credit and they made it. Uh, and I know coach coach would have liked to seen them go a little bit further, but they, they were a fun team to watch with, with Steven shock at the back end. That bullpen was hilarious. And, they had a lot of good players on that team. I, I'll be excited to watch what they do next year, where they end up ranked preseason. I think Florida was a huge disappointment this year. They have been a disappointment um, in the postseason before, so it wasn't exactly a surprise. But the way that they lost their own regional was shockingly bad. And I, I think a lot of Florida fans were disappointed with that new stadium in there and then the way that they showed up in the postseason there. So those are a couple of surprises, I guess, on, on both ends there for college baseball this year. Speaking of UVA, if they had their backs against the wall, they had this sort of knack for being able to pull, you know, get back into it. And in general, over the last few years, they've been a really good team. They won it all. 
can't remember now exactly. I want to say 2015. Yep. I might be wrong. 2015. Yeah, it was a 15. Yeah, had those back to back years against Vanderbilt, and I remember um, when I was with the Green Jackets as an intern, Brian Reynolds came up, of course, mm-hmm. from Vanderbilt, and I was like, oh yeah, UVA Vanderbilt. He's like crazy how those two teams were kind of pitting against each other in, the, in those times. But yeah, and then Vanderbilt, of course, against Mississippi State in the final, the winner take all game tonight. Going into that series, what did you think? Like Vanderbilt's a power. They're always, it seems like they're always there. Mississippi State had a really good run. I remember, I want to say 2013. But in general, what was it for you going into this matchup? Who did you think maybe, I guess, like what were your keys or who did you think might be this the, the eventual champion? Uh, going into it, I thought Mississippi State was going to win it. Uh, and that may have been a surprise to a lot of people, but I think a, People that have followed college baseball know the talent that Mississippi State has top to bottom on their order, um, you know, with Rowdy Jordan at the top there. And, and the bottom of their order is really, really good. But at the same time, they needed some pitching performances in order to to kind of match up against what Vanderbilt had on the other side with Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker. So tonight is going to be your A stuff versus your A stuff. I mean, you're going to have Kumar Rocker on the mound for Vanderbilt and you're going to have Will Bednar on the mound. Who's been a phenom this year, a freshman um, from Mississippi state. Um, I think he struck out like 22 batters in his last two outings. Um, so he's, he's really good, but for Vanderbilt, I, I don't know for, for whatever reason, they just, it's not as if they're like a, a bad team. Don't get me wrong. They're in the college world series right, for right. a reason. I think that their offense this year, especially in the last, in this college world series, really, they have not been a great offensive team as opposed to what we saw in the regular season, their bats kind of fell, fell quiet a little bit. And, um, and, and I think heading into the college world series, that was an advantage for Mississippi state. And the fact that if they could manage uh, a couple of runs against Vanderbilt, and also get the pitching staff going, they would have a chance. And I think, you know, they certainly have given themselves a chance with the game three tonight. So this is not, I don't think, the same Vanderbilt team that you saw two years ago in 2019. Um, But again, they they have a chance to make some history here and become the first, you know, college World Series team to win back-to-back CWSs since I think it was... 2010, 2011 in South Carolina did that with um, Ray, Ray Tanner was their head coach. So, you know, that, that's a chance to make some history there. So you're going with Vanderbilt tonight or Mississippi state. That's tough. Um, yeah. I will go with Mississippi state because I picked them at the start right of the right. college world series. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to stick by um, the yeah. dogs. And I mean, for anyone who's watched the college world series finals, you will notice a lot of maroon and white there. Um, not to say there aren't great Vanderbilt fans. Cause there are, Mississippi State travels and they travel big. Um, so that place is going to be packed tonight and it's going to be a lot of maroon and white. Yeah, it's really cool to see, you know, kind of like, again, going back to college basketball and college football, there's always the same traditional powers, I feel like. And I guess baseball has that too, talking about a team like Vanderbilt. But it's also really cool to see a team like Mississippi State have this uh, this kind of run in baseball or maybe other teams or the quote, non-traditional teams like you might see in other sports. So it's cool to see other teams on this big stage. So it should be a good game tonight. I'll be curious to see how that plays out. Cause you know, watch or seeing the first game, Vanderbilt kind of ran away with it after that first inning. And then last yep. night, Mississippi state came back and 
had their way. Yep. So it's kind of like both games have been kind of a blowout either way. So it'll be really interesting to see how this one plays out tonight. Yeah, I think we'll see a closer game tonight. Um, I really do. Yeah. I really think it'll be a lot closer tonight, and I think it'll be a really good game. I think it'll come down to the wire tonight. And again, who has more pitching available? Because these teams have been here almost two weeks, and they're playing a lot of games. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be all hands on deck tonight for both for both Chris Limonis and, and and also for Corbin. So it's it'll be interesting. Yeah, definitely. And also, wanted to say, I thought it was really cool. I saw a story earlier today from earlier this year that you and your father, Carl, covered uh, college basketball for ESPN at the same time, yeah. kind of like a rare moment for father-son duo. And I think you were doing the Manhattan-St. Peter's women's game on ESPNU. He was doing Alabama-Missouri on ESPN. Uh, and you'll be doing more basketball this year, I assume, right? Like, what's next for you after this baseball season? Yeah, well, we got, um, you know, obviously covering college sports. Um, you know, college is out in the summer, so... Uh, we have a little bit of time and then we get right back at it in the fall with uh, women's volleyball starting up and college basketball follows that and then college baseball. So we keep running it back and um, keep doing everything we can um, staying available. So, yeah, you know, it's 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 nice to have a little time off. My wife and I are getting married um, on Saturday. So that's uh, that's always exciting. But um, yeah. yeah, after we're going to take uh, we're going to have a little time off um, after the college baseball season. So. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats to you both. Thank you. And uh, before before I let you yeah. go, but yeah, I just want to say thanks. Thanks for taking time. I know you're busy this week with everything going on, but really awesome to uh, kind of touch base with you again. And yeah, thanks again for making time. Absolutely, my man. I appreciate it. We'll do it soon. We'll do it soon. Three, two, one, zero, zero, and